Once you are self-aware, you must make a change. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we talk about life, leadership, and business. And today, we are taking a different twist. We are looking at relationships, transforming relationships. And my special guest, I met at the New Media Summit. She was a fellow icon of influence, and she is known as the relationship doctor. Roberta Shaler, PhD, provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis. Even the United States Marines have called her for help. Dr. Shaler particularly helps the partners, exes, adult children of relentlessly difficult, toxic people she calls hijackals to save their sanity and stop the crazy making. She defines hijackals as the people who hijack relationships for their own purposes while relentlessly scavenging them for power, status, and control. Roberta offers the insights, strategies, and support, and you need to reclaim hope, confidence, and your sanity. When dealing with the constant uncertainty and jaw-dropping behaviors of hijackals in your life, at home and at work, author of 16 books, including her hijackal ebook series, Escaping the Hijackal Trap, and Stop That Crazy Making, she is the host of two popular podcasts, listened to in more than 50 countries, Emotional Savvy, The Relationship Help Show, and Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. She is the former host of the Emotional Savvy channel on Binge TV Networks. Dr. Shaler's work has been featured on Psych Central, Cosmopolitan, Good Housekeeping, Your Tango, and The Good Men Project, and eHarmony, among many more. Her YouTube channel for relationship help is an evergreen source of practical insights and tips for relationships and has had over 305,000 views. And you can also reach her at relationshiphelpnetwork.com or hijackals.com, transformingrelationship.com. Please welcome Dr. Roberta Shaler to our show tonight. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. So, so much has happened since the New Media Summit when we first met and, you know, listening to podcasts and checking out some of the work just that I've seen on your social media. It's very interesting. I, and the term hijackals just seems, it makes me think of the Lion King, actually. And uh, <laughs> all of those uh, hyenas. <laughs> And they make me think of the ones that hijack those relationships and create that toxicity, right? You have that scar in the movie, The Lion King, and it's all of, filled with bitterness and need to be in power. Exactly. That's a hijackal's calling card is they have to win in the moment, every moment. And that's the desperation. And so therefore, they bring an enormous amount of energy to doing that. 
Mm-hmm. And exhausting the rest of the people around them, I admit, I would imagine. Well, they exhaust them. They drain them completely of their energy. You know, the average healthy person getting into a relationship wants to collaborate, understands compromise, is willing to work at their relationship. And so they're ever hopeful that if they just do something a little differently or as the hijackle wants, that the relationship will magically start balancing out. But it won't because a relationship with a hijackle is meant to marginalize and isolate you and make you as small as possible and the hijackle as large. So would you consider the hijackle very similar to when people refer to a narcissistic relationship? Well, let me tell you why I, I created the term hijackles and trademarked it. Deborah. it's because too many people, in my opinion, are going to the internet, they're putting in their problem, they're looking for an answer, but they forget that the internet is not a mental health professional, it's an index. Mm-hmm. So the, the internet spits back narcissist, sociopath, borderline, psychopath, antisocial disorder, and then the person goes, whoa, look at all that's wrong with the other person. But what we need to be able to talk about, because you can't diagnose that way, (laughs) so that's not a good plan. So what you need to be able to look at are the traits, patterns, and cycles that people engage in and say, here's what's happening, and I don't like it, and I don't want it anymore. You don't have to diagnose them. So in an attempt to have people understand the relationship they are in, because they are enabling and participating in that relationship, then let's just look at the traits, patterns, and cycles. Interesting. So when things start to go sideways in a relationship, they can often range from, you know, annoying to downright crazy making. How, how do people know that it's time to get some help for their relationship? Well, let's just say that if you think of hijackles as difficult people, they're a range of difficult people. You and I are somebody's idea of a difficult person someday. You know, we're having a bad day, maybe we're stressed, maybe we let out an expletive in the wrong place at the wrong time. Somebody looks at us and says we're difficult. But we're not difficult all the time. We are not always in a mess. We are not always demeaning and degrading and discounting others. We don't have to have power over them. And those are the difficult, toxic people. Now, let me tell you a little secret. They're not going to go and get help. Mm. So you have to. Because why would you get help if you're perfect? Doesn't make any sense. Now, these people are very fragile, very frightened people who are caught in an early time in their life when the only way that they could learn to survive was to have these skills. Now, just before you jump in and get all compassionate about that, (laughs) let me say that that's just what happened and you're not responsible for it and you can't fix it. So it's very important to understand that. So when we're looking at knowing when to get help, you need to get help when you perceive that your parent, your partner, your ex, your sibling, your coworker actually fits into the definition of a hijackle and has the patterns, traits, and cycles because you've got big decisions to make. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to do your own work before you leave the relationship. And that's something people don't recognize. 
Yeah, because you're just going to take it into the next relationship with you if you don't deal with it, right? That's one big piece. But here's the other big piece. If you go running from something without changing how you feel about yourself, about looking at what your values are, how you're living your values, what your beliefs are, how you're living your beliefs, how much credence you give to what other people want from you or think of you. If you don't handle all those things, you just go running away. There you are over there, not healed in any way, not having looked at all the things that you could possibly change, not having learned new strategies and practiced them in the relationship you're going to leave, you want to leave as an empowered human being. Now, the only caveat is that if there's physical or sexual abuse, go to the police and get out. But if there isn't, then use this to relook at yourself, become empowered, try out everything, practice, see what changes you can help make. If there aren't any, then you will leave as an empowered human being. Much better way to leave. Yeah. So here's the thing that got me thinking. So when a hijackal or a toxic person does whatever behavior, you know, I've heard the term mirroring, or if I'm triggered, there must be something about what they're doing or saying to me that I have an agreement with or some truth. Can you explain a little bit more about the mirroring and when you have a toxic person, are they really mirroring something in you or are they just no. toxic? <laughs> they're just toxic. They're mirroring something in their early life. They're mirroring perhaps what they had to do to get the attention or the approval of a parent, what they had to do to survive. They're not mirroring you. And that's a very important question, and I'm glad you asked, because a hijackal, when you meet them, male or female, and there's an equal number of men and women, when you meet them, they are the perfect person. They are the person you've waited all your life for. Oh, they know me inside and out. They can anticipate my needs. They give me the perfect thing. They listen to me. It's all so wonderful. That's what I call the honeymoon phase. Mm. It's the love bombing phase, actually. They're pretending to be the person they know you want. And one quick way to know if you're dating a hijackal is how quickly... They say things like, I hardly know you, but I love you. I just know we're going to be together forever. Maybe we should just jump in and live together right now. Whoa, no. <laughs> Anybody who's in a rush has got a gotcha mentality. They want something from you. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't had a relationship for a while, you're thinking, oh, this is so wonderful. Caution. It isn't. You're not in any hurry. You know, your eggs are not going to die in the next 12 months. You know, you can stop, you can slow down and you can say, hmm, I better just take off the rose colored glasses because I won't see red flags with them on. <laughs> and that's a difficult thing, especially when you're longing for love. You'd like to be seen. You'd like to be known. You'd like to create a family. You'd like to have a partner. You, you want to believe everything and they know you want to believe it. So they string you along. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about the mirroring that we hear about people talking about when someone's triggered by someone or. Um, well, when we've had things that have happened to us in our life and, and we see it in another human being that can trigger us, but there are many kinds of mirroring. 
And when we get into this toxic relationship business, there's a familiarity for many of us. Now, I'll use myself as an example. I was raised by two raving hijackals, and I'm an only child. So not only did I have emotional abuse, I had sexual abuse, I had verbal abuse, I had all those things from two sides. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. <clears throat> so as a child, that's kind of my idea of how it is and people who are supposed to love you behave that way. So it's comfortably uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So you see it in someone else who's behaving like that and you think, oh, that's a person who's supposed to love me. And you have this subconscious, if not unconscious connection with them that you think, oh, and you lean in. And that's where you have to really whip off those rose-colored glasses because you will miss the red flags. And when you see something that's familiar within you that you feel like there's something, always question it, especially if there's speed involved. <laughs> yeah, that quickness. You, you miss listening to that intuition even though it's probably guided you all along. Well, yes, your gut doesn't take you too far wrong, but you have to be believing that it has something to say of value, mm -hmm. right? When all of your, your neurons are going, no, 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 and you're saying, oh, but he or she loves me, you know, listen, 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 because you don't have to be in a rush, you know? I think we, we ha live in a society that doesn't have enough opportunity for terms of endearment and feeling close to people. So mm -hmm. people play on that. Someone asked me the other day, Deborah, well, what do you think of dating sites? Well, back in the day, you know, they were great. But now we have to recognize that one in 12 to 15 people is going to be a hijackal. And what could be a better hunting ground for a lazy human than Bumble, right? Like all I have to do is go, oh, maybe I could get that one. Maybe I could get that one. And then they'll sit and they'll use terms of endearment and they'll say nice things to you and then they'll start playing games. Then they won't call and then they'll pop up and they'll say, oh, silly you for thinking I was gone somewhere. And they're just playing with you. Yeah. You are just feeding their ego. So it's, it's a very complicated world now for finding true value in a relationship sometimes. And it can be so damaging, you know, when people have their heartstrings pulled and, you know, they're not catching the red flags where people drop in whenever they feel like it and stroke someone's ego and think that, you know, that you're in love suddenly. <laughs> so how do you, how do you help people see the difference between difficult people and relentlessly difficult people? What's, what's the big difference? Well, as I said, there are hallmarks of hijackals. I actually even have a home study program, so you can do that in the privacy of your bathroom if you want, but <laughs> it helps you look at the 10 hallmarks of hijackals in depth. Like, here's what they are. Where were they in your life? Where is this familiar in your early life? What could it be that leads you to think that this is what love looks like? I mean, it's full of videos and articles and journal questions to take you deeply into that. So you want to look for somebody. Have you ever had this experience where you're chatting with somebody and they're fairly new to you? 
and you agree with something that they say because you honestly agree with what they say. And just as they get your agreement, there's just a little smirk and they say, well, that's not really what I meant. And they go in another direction. Wow. I never thought about that. So it's just like, oh no, oh no, you're wrong. Yeah. Right. And they are getting power over you. So the need to win in the moment is very, very high. Mm-hmm. And everything will end up being your fault. Everything, IRS, the weather, the election, whatever it is, it'll be your fault because a hijackal cannot take responsibility because that would mean that they had done something that was less than perfect and that's not going to happen and they're not going to have shame or blame. So everything has to be your fault. Then they engage in something I'm writing a new book about right now, which is, Uh, I have a term for it that I'm not ready to share, but the basic way that people understand it is all or nothing or black or white thinking, which is an immediate thing. If, if your partners, well, not yours, Deborah, but if a partner says to their wife or or girlfriend, I don't like the way you dress. Someone with all or nothing thinking immediately goes to, I'm going to lose him to somebody who dresses better. You know, they've done like zero to 60. They don't like this dress. Oh no, they don't like anything that I wear and they're going to leave me. This kind of all or nothing thinking is so pernicious. And if you've been raised by it, or if you have experienced it over a long relationship, it gets this little tentacles around your mind and your soul and your heart. And you start trying to be proactive and head things off at the pass so they won't hurt you and see them down the road coming and behave as though they're already here. And when you do that, you're in trouble. But hijackals do that all the time. So if you don't produce a good dinner, for example, whether you're male or female producing that dinner, and they say something about the dinner, the hijackal mind or the codependent mind goes to, I'm unlovable. And the hijackal mind goes to, I could leave you because, you know, there are people who cook better than you. So we have to understand this very deep and it, our ability to tolerate it or our willingness to tolerate it may be in our upbringing. And if we're very wonderful, loving, healthy people, we will go too far to rationalize and to justify and to make excuses for somebody's hijackal behavior for too long. Mm. And when you recognize that this person in your life is a hijackal, what are some of the first things that you should do so that you don't get caught into that suddenly not deserving, not worthy, not enough? Um, Separate yourself out. That's them. This is me. Okay. You know, a colleague of mine about 35 years ago, she wrote a fabulous book and the title says it all. What other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. So when someone is deciding who you are, you are also deciding who they are. And it's important for you to separate out what they're showing you from their motives if they do not align with their words. Like so many times people who are having me on their podcast will say, do you have a parting piece of wisdom? And I usually say, yes, my ABB formula. Oh, what's that? It's simple. 
always believe behavior. Mm. No matter what someone says, if it doesn't match their behavior, believe the behavior. And we don't want to do that. We want to argue for, oh no, you know, it's just this time, or they're going through a difficult time, or whatever. Always believe the behavior. Do that about yourself too. You know, if you say, oh, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and you don't do it, believe the behavior. You're not going to do it. <laughs> but remember, believe the other person's behavior before their words. And the delightful moment that comes when you recognize that the behavior and the words match, then you're going to find love. Then you're going to find trust. And I mean as a sustained thing, not that they do it for a hot minute to get what they want from you, but it's who they really are. That ownership is such a big thing. And it's interesting to me why some people find it so difficult to own their behavior, own their words, own the results versus resorting to blame. Mm-hmm. Well, a hijackal is always going to blame because they never made a mistake in their entire life. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> so you can, you can find a hijackal really quickly if it's a person who's never made a mistake or admitted to a mistake. Um, but yes, you know, we have, we tread an interesting path when we're looking for a partner or if we're with one and we're very unhappy and we have to retrace our steps and see how did this happen? Where did it go sideways? Do I still want it? Yeah. And what is it about the hijackal that makes them so attractive? Oh, well, don't we all love somebody who's charming, looking into our eyes, hanging on our every word, mm. bringing us exactly what we wanted. They heard us say one day that we like a particular kind of cheese and two weeks later they bring it. Oh, you know, I mattered so much. They're, they're wonderful that way in the beginning, but there's a reason we call that love bombing. They're just going to bomb you with all the love they can to get you as fast as they can. Deborah, I have had clients, and I have clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing, so it's definitely cross-cultural mm -hmm. that there are hijackals. But I have had people whose hijackalness have not shown up for five years maybe in little awkward ways, but nothing sustained or awful. And I've also had a couple of people who had happened in the first couple of days. One in particular, they came from the wedding reception. He dropped her off at the hotel and she didn't see him again for three days. Really? So it can be that quick that they get you and then they figure they can do whatever they want. That's heartbreaking horrible oh. horrible but it happens and we need to you know whip off the rose colored glasses again mm -hmm. and say it happens and know that it could happen to you it's happened to me of course that's why i specialize in this i was raised by two hijackals of course i married one of course that's what you do a, you're a hijackal magnet, so hijackals come out of everywhere for you because you're already trained. And B, it's comfortably uncomfortable, so you think, well, that's how relationships go because my parents modeled relationships like that. And so I quickly got out of it. You know, I'm not one for um, gladly putting up with things like that. But then I had to heal. And in the healing, Deborah, looking down everywhere, 
I went to a therapist. I was in a small town in Canada. I went to a therapist and they would say, well, maybe you just weren't kind enough. Maybe you, maybe I was the problem. So we looked at all of that, but you have to be very careful. If you have a hijackal in your life, make sure that you find a therapist or a counselor or whomever you're going to who has had the experience. Otherwise, if you go with your hijackal partner, they will not have the hijackal radar. The hijackal will manipulate, charm, seduce, exploit that professional. Mm. And then they will make it your fault that things are going wrong. I mean, how could you possibly, this charming, wonderful person, how could you say those things about you? There must be something wrong with you. You must be very broken. No, that is not the case. That is not the case. So be very, very careful that when you're engaging someone to help you, if you've had this experience with a partner or a parent, make sure you interview to find out they have had the experience. It's very fascinating because when, when you think of, you know, getting a counselor or finding someone to work with, you're not always looking to see if they've had that experience and are they willing to share that with you is the other thing, right? Well, they may not share their experience with you. There are several schools of thought in psychotherapy. I don't even work as a therapist anymore. I call myself a relationship consultant because I want to be able to be like a consultant. When you go to a consultant, you pay them, you lay out all the options, you lay out all the problems that you say, what do you think? They mm -hmm. give you options back and then you work the options. Mm -hmm. That's what I do now. You know, sure, I have a doctorate in psychology. Yes, I can do all the other pieces, but I don't think of myself in that way. Yeah. I mean, I may use some of those techniques, but I am not thinking about myself in that way because we need to wake up and smell the herbal tea around this, you know, mm -hmm. that if if people, I've had just way too many, many of my clients say, I can't believe you finally saw him or her for who they really are. Mm. And that's important. You know, I have to always calibrate. Not everybody is a hijackal. Some people just have a behavior or two that looks like that. Mm -hmm. But we have to calibrate and find that out. And if that's the case, then we have to fix what we can fix. And if the rest that's unfixable is not satisfactory, then we have to make a really good, clear exit plan. One of the things hijackals do, Deborah, is they take over the finances and they love to do that so that they will be able to have economic abuse. Mm. Fascinating. Okay. It's yeah. fascinating. The levels of control, you can just see them where it could be from what you're wearing to what you're saying to how you spend your free time. Um, to who you hang out with, and then finances, right? Mm -hmm. Or spirituality. Spiritual abuse abounds. Because what do hijackers like to do? They like to get into a spiritual organization or a religious organization, and then they like to get a position of power, mm. and then they like to throw out spiritual principles at you for you not following them while they're nowhere near them. And so they will spiritually abuse you by using the very principles that supposedly the two of you are living by. And it is very insidious again. Very much important for people to pay attention that there are um, patterns of behavior. Um, catching yourself if you're you know, in that codependence as well. 
and you want to stop that crazy making. So what if someone's been, you know, with their partner for maybe 20 years plus, and they just have this awareness and maybe they've seen it before, but they've dismissed it because they got kids mm -hmm. or they're working in an organization. They think, keep thinking the guy's going to retire soon. Why should I make, make a, make a big deal about this? What would you recommend to them? I recommend that they start thinking of themselves as valuable and important <laughs> and start playing second fiddle to somebody else's bad behavior. Now, not all of them have to be left. Some of them, you can work something out. Some of them, you can come to an arrangement, an agreement. Sometimes, and I wrote a big article about this for your tango, uh, there's even a movement in the world called LATS, and that, that stands for living apart together. So there are people who will have two homes and they'll continue to be married, but they won't live in the same home. And the children will go between them. They're not divorced, so they have all the financial benefits. They may like each other, but not like living together. There are ways to do it. On the whole though, a hijackal is not happy until they have ultimate control over you. And they are reckless with it they, and relentless. They will not stop. Now, I'd like to tell you that as they get older, they mellow, but they don't. <laughs> so don't think that it's going to slow down just because somebody else slowed down. <laughs> Their hijackal behaviors may, in fact, accelerate. And then think about what happens with a hijackal who may, in their older years, get dementia. I mean, it is... It is incredible. So it's very important for you to value yourself enough to say, do I deserve to be treated this way, to be thought of this way, to be spoken of these ways, to be abused in these ways, and to be willing to say, I am being abused. Mm -hmm. Because no one likes to say that. Yeah. Because they think, oh, well, I chose this person and my picker is off. And if I say I'm being abused, it's going to be somehow my fault. No. It's going to be your brilliance that wakes up and says, wow, I never thought of this as abuse, but that's what this is. Yeah. And is there ever a time where a hijackal actually gains awareness and changes their ways? Oh, I wish I could say a resounding yes. But the actual fact is that, remember I said earlier that sometimes someone who's raised by a hijackal picks up a few adaptive behaviors as how they do things, like maybe all or nothing thinking. And maybe they just have that piece. And when we fix that, when we change that, when they see what's going on and we change the dynamics, maybe that's all that was required. But that's far rarer than coming into full-blown hijackals and having to say, this isn't going to change. You really have to wake up and smell that herbal tea because this isn't going to change. Yeah, because I think people get into denial or they just want to keep peace or they think about the kids or they think about so many different factors that they can't survive financially, what will happen. And now, let me say something about the kids, Deborah, while you bring that up. Remember, your children from the moment they're here are watching you. And before they have language, they are taking it all in. How to be a man, how to be a woman, how to be people in relationship, how do they fit? Do they, are they welcomed by joy? 
Do they get attention? What's going on? All their self-concept, all of those things are going in there before they have language. So do you want to stick around and have that modeled if you've got a full-blown hijackal modeling for the children? Now, there's a 50-50 issue here because that's why each individual couple I have to talk about separately because they can go from that answer mm -hmm. to the other side, which is if I leave, my children are highly likely to spend 50% of the time with a hijackal and I won't know what was said or done. Mm. And that's where we have to calibrate, Deborah, when I'm working with people because every single situation is different with different variables. Wow. People have to get a hold of, you know, listening to your YouTube, listening to the podcast. How, how can people learn to work with you? Well, it's really easy to work with me. If you just heard something that you like, just go to beaclient.com. And I have an offer there for your first hour for only $97. And after that, I work in packages of eight or 16 sessions. But you go to transformingrelationship.com. You will see the work. But if you want to use that special offer, go to beaclient.com. Excellent. So one last question that I have for you. What does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? Mm, well, first of all, you have to be willing to spend time with yourself. And many people run away from that time. So if you want to live richly from the inside out, and I have a whole program called that as it happens. But if you want to, you have to get in touch with yourself, be happy in your own company, spend time reflecting on your life, your values, your beliefs, and how you're demonstrating them in the world. Know what your vision for your life is and how you would walk into that. And then look at your next best steps. What do I need to do in this area that would move me a little bit? And don't take big leaps necessarily. Baby steps and nanoseconds are fine. What a powerful interview and the insights that you have shared regarding relationships. Because, you know, the world is, is beautiful. And then we add people and it gets more complex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Well, everyone, I would, I'm going to put some links in so that you can follow up with Dr. Roberta Shaler. And I'd love for you to also go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com where you can get your three-part video mini course on making habits stick so you can get focused and consistent on taking those actions to reach some of those goals. Also, go over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, write a review, especially on this show. Let us know what stood out for you. And by all means, make sure you go over to Dr. Roberta Shaler's podcast as well. And again, I will have it all in the notes so that you can really transform your relationships to be stronger. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And on behalf of Dr. Shaler and myself, go out and make today great.